Beaver bleaching is one of the most popular pastimes in Wisconsin. Yeah. I bleach my beaver daily. Yes. <laughs> Just to keep that uh, glowy uh, frown. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. Whoop whoop. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for fuzzy dice and tailgates. My name is Fenwald Griswick. <laughs> I am TK. And today we have a special guest. It's Kim. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Hello, Kim. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I exist. Grizz may or may not exist, depending on the mood of the Discord. I'm still trying to uh, uh, clean up all the silly string in my home. Silly string? Yes. <laughs> we, had a, we had a mad New Year's Eve party. Mad. Well, I uh, why you would introduce silly string into your own house is beyond me. It's just for the giggles. <laughs> he did it for the lols. Yes. <laughs> bad idea. Very bad idea. Kim is our good friend from the Service Desk podcast, among other things. Uh, how is life in the uh, in the Service Desk world? Well, it's not been terrible. Microsoft keeps releasing and then pulling all their updates, so it hasn't really affected me in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you are so lucky. Well, <laughs> is that because they're nervous, or is it because they realize that what they oh. have produced has been just widely open to hacking? No, it's not hacking this time. It's uh, it completely like breaks your system. The most recent one just randomly blue screened, and Ooh. yeah, you. Mm. So they pulled it after like I th I think it was even faster than the last time they pulled it. First time it this... was four days. This time it was like a couple. <laughs> yeah, they was the October release crashed ten thousand computers, and this last one like, well, we don't want that to happen again. Release it. And then they got a bunch of calls to their corporate support line and like, okay, we're going to roll it back now. Yeah, they just immediately did it as opposed to waiting four days. So, Microsoft stopped supporting my operating system in 2015, so I don't have any of these problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're rolling it old school. Very nice. Yes. A little XP uh, action? I Literally, if you pull up my start... You know, you like click the little start bar. You can't type anything, you know, to, to have the computer just search for what you want. You have to actually know where it is and then go find it. <laughs> Indeed, that was the way of the XP. It was it was a different world back then. Although yes. you also didn't have to search for everything because they didn't move everything every six months. Yes, exactly. Because that was in, nice. Ugh. Windows 10 bugs me because every time I'm looking for something, the computer goes out and looks at Microsoft's store and then says, would you like to buy this? Would you like to buy that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I already own it. Please just give it to me. Yeah, exactly. It's super annoying. But yeah. Well, so this is not the Microsoft rant cast. Uh, we have to move on to other things. Namely, I noticed... Uh, Kim, that on your Twitter account for Christmas, you got a shirt that says, caution, colon, telepathic bears. Yes. 
You have the happiest face I've ever seen from somebody who received a gift uh, from her husband. <laughs> yeah, it. Oh, my gosh. So, A, my husband is a bit of a Luddite. And things like buying an item on a store that is not Amazon or even Amazon kind of scares him, to be perfectly honest. It's just so hard for him to comprehend how to get through the the things. And so for him to go online first and then follow a link that I gave him to say, I would like this item and go and purchase the item is just astounding. (laughs) Yes. Congratulations to him. I guess it's true what they say. Opposites do attract. It's very true. Yeah. However, I did notice that you posted it on December the 24th. So what's all that about? Uh, we open presents on New- on Christmas Eve in our house. Christmas Eve? We do. I know. So do you also worship at Stonehenge? Is that part of the deal? <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Can I do Christmas at Stonehenge sometime? Is that a thing? I need to sure, go this make it now. a thing. And then for Christmas dinner, you have uh, linguine and clams and uh, probably torch the tree, I think is probably the best way to celebrate that kind of holiday. Oh, probably. That sounds like a really good way to go. I think we just invented a new holiday. <laughs> yes, it's even better than Festivus. <laughs> torch the tree, you torch all the wrapping paper, zero cleanup afterwards. And all the silly string. Bingo bongo, you're done. Yeah, TK is going to be our guardian on that one. He's going to walk us through the pagan holiday that we just created. <laughs> it's going to be called Kiltmas. <laughs> Ooh, I'm down I mean, for Kiltmas. You got to wear a kilt. It's just a thing. Underwear optional. <laughs> if you're wearing underwear, it's a skirt. It's true. So, Kim, I was listening to your podcast this week. Yay! Uh, the Service Desk Podcast. I know you're on multiple podcasts. Yes. Is it in the hundreds now, or are you still in the, <laughs> the double digits? I think I'm still in double digits. Oh, good. Working on it. So I was listening to the Service Desk Podcast because I'm always looking for more information on how to make my computer run better. And uh, you guys were talking about uh, the FCC and how uh, they are now auctioning off 5G bandwidth. Super fast. I'm I'm really looking forward to having phones that can really utilize that because it will just make things ridiculously fast. Well, phones and computers and everything else, but it, it, I can't even imagine what kind of speeds we're going to have with 5G. It'll just be instantaneous. Bam. It's, it's in your phone. You don't even have to like wait for Google. It, it'll be amazing. So if they're auctioning off the bandwidth in December of 2018, how long do I have to wait until I can just instantly watch a movie? Probably a good couple year lead time before they can actually get it out to the people. And then maybe a couple more years before like most devices can actually handle it. So I would say a good five years before you'll really see that. So not this time next year, 2020. Nope, 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 nope. That's not going to not going to happen but well that's only minorly disappointing yeah I, I mean i am here to bring you down i'm sorry you guys were just way too happy when i came in well tk was really looking forward to his first autonomous car and I mean, uh, so yeah, now i'm thinking can't be hacked or crash on me like the google car did yeah <laughs> i am scared to death of our robot future that's all i have to say about that <laughs> I mean, the only good thing will be like you know we'll have 
we can get a pizza, just download the pizza, and then it'll be like a matter transporter from Star Trek. Pizza will be there. See, that's what we need. We need the transporters from Star Trek. Let's just skip the whole robot car thing. Let's just go straight to transporters. That'd be great. I'm still hoping my stove will just make me pancakes. Chris <laughs> <laughs> is just there rec- editing the podcast. Like, I want pancakes. <laughs> Hits a button. It's like, oh, look, they are pancakes on my stove now. Well, I'd be all right if, like, there just was pancake mix ready to go at all times and just a little, like, a squid, like, a, you know, you know how you press down a soap dispenser? Uh-huh. I need something like that, but with pancake mix in it that just automatically ejects from the stove and squishes it right into the pan. Oh, oh, all the dirty things. Never mind. <laughs> 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 Nothing like squirting things onto a hot stove. Yes, that is my wet dream stove. That's my uh, <laughs> appliance of the future. I'm really looking forward to it. We'll just call it the uh, the the pancaker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, there you go. Pancake or stove. It, you, it squirts that, that good, good fluid right on there and just goes sizzle, sizzle. And so now for the rest of the interview, I'd like to talk about computers. <laughs> okay. Uh, why binary and not trinary? Go. Uh, trinary doesn't exist as far as I understand. But it could exist. And think about like the exponential increase in the amount of computing power that we would have. So it would be one, zero, two, two. Yes. Huh? I, that's a fascinating concept. Essentially it's because everything is already based in binary and, and to change it, um, the base concept of how a computer works to a trinary or anything beyond that would be, probably break everything in existence so you would have to have a completely separate system that talked that way well in my lifetime uh we've gone from having zero computers to having uh, cars that can possibly drive themselves so i'm thinking that uh, within the rest of my lifetime we might be able to create computers that uh, use uh, three bits instead of two i suppose it's possible that it could be invented at some point but there would have to be the question of why would you do that what will it improve? I mean, there was the guy who made a computer virus that was self-replicating and self-sustaining, and now it's locked in a lab somewhere because you can't stop it. It's for lols, Mets girl. Why can't we just have things for lols? <laughs> but I, I didn't think that you were born before 1936, though, Grizz. That was when the first computer was technically made. Uh, that is true. Uh, since I don't exist, it doesn't really matter when I was born. That's true. Never mind. Yes. Chris point. is like Rachel Ghoul. His he's mysterious and his ways are immortal. Uh, I was born every year and yet in no year. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. So you have existed since before many things, not just computers. Yes. I'm like the guy from Thirty Rock who's in charge <laughs> of the front desk. <laughs> it's promo time. Twenty nineteen. A brand new year. Time for new beginnings. Time for making new friends and letting go of old grudges. Except with your dice. I don't have to remind you about how those selfish little bastards have failed you. Failed you, I say, over the past year. I don't 
have to remind you of the dozens and dozens of Nat Ones that mysteriously popped up at just the worst possible moment. Start the new year off right. Start the new year off with a brand new set of tabletop loot dice to replace the filthy, slimy bastards who stole, stole your happiness. Right now is the perfect time to head on over to TabletopLoot.com to see their wide variety of beautiful and, more importantly, trustworthy replacements. This is the easiest New Year's resolution you could possibly make. Condemning your treacherous dice to the trash bin of history and replacing them with beautiful, shiny sets of tabletop loot dice. They also have other items like t-shirts, dice jails, and a mug, which may or may not be a mimic. And while you're there marveling at the marbling, be sure to punch in the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout to receive 15% off of your order. After all, I'm guessing you're just like the rest of us. Dirt broke after five weeks of shopping for people you only see once a year. Tabletop loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. Okay, the game I have picked out was one of the games that eventually I'll be streaming on the Threadraders channel for the uh, Stinkrat charity, the Dresden Ooh. Files game. Oh, I've heard good things about this one. Dresden as in Germany? Uh, no, as in the uh, books by Jim uh, Jim Butcher. It's based oh, off no. the books that he wrote. There was a TTRPG that came out for it previously, but it did not do well, so uh, Evil Hat Productions bought the rights and made it a part of Fate. Cool. And simplified it a lot from a D100 system. <laughs> it's like D100 for your stats, but a D20 for everything else. Like, huh? That's terrible. Why would you use a D100 for anything? Because think about it. I mean, how long would it take for you? Let's say you rolled a 12. How long would it take for you to level that skill up to something appropriate? Yeah, it's like, um, I'm level 98 now, and my uh, strength is now a 12. <laughs> Yay! But it started off as a 4. <laughs> that would be real rough. Uh, the, the really nice thing about this is just this game you can pretty much pick up anywhere. Like, you could be a brand new player to Fate, and it gives you everything you need to start an adventure. Oh, well, that's really cool. Do you have to play in uh, the Dresden book world? You do not. It gives a guide on how to start, like, their world, and then it gives you uh, tips and tricks on making your own. Sure. Okay. Well, that's really cool. Which I like because I like I homeroom the hell out of everything. So. Of course you do, because that's who you are. I I like mention glitter bombs and you just make a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and following you and Peter on Twitter, it's like you know what I just keep making stuff. Yeah. Peter Voss is amazing at coming up with really random item names. There's a item in the Dresden Files called the Belt of Waiting Water. It does not make you walk on water. It just makes you float up to your waist. I like that. What purpose was there to make this item? Nobody knows, but it exists. Well, you wouldn't drown, you know. Unless you go in head first. Oh, well. It doesn't say which way you you, you float. Just you float up to your waist. So, Chris, you go in head first. It might just kill you. Cool. Maybe there's like a button on it that you could press that it'll write itself. One would hope. They never go into it. It just exists. It's like a throwaway item that they mention how it works. Like, why does this... Why? Well, let's say you're working in a warehouse, right? Or, an, I'm sorry, in a factory. And, you know, you go walking by a vat of chocolate 
right? Because you make candy bars and then, oh, oops, you, you trip over the side and you fall into the vat of chocolate. You're saved. Unless you're head first. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, you're still okay if you like chocolate. You just eat the chocolate. You just don't breathe for a little bit. It's fine. You can hold your breath, right? Instead of having the belt around your waist, you should urkelize it and bring it up to like your armpits. That way <laughs> your feet will always flip and, and upright you. <laughs> That's the laws of physics. I mean, it works. That's all I'm saying. So Wear the you, belt around your... Uh, your boobs? Brazier area. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know. Boob belt. I like it. <laughs> wear, it wear it as a bra. It, it works. It explains some of the armor that I've seen on some of these RPGs I play. Fair. Yeah. The bra of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the bra of waiting. I love it. <laughs> well, now we know what TK is going to be making next. Unless a man is wearing it, in which case it's a bro. <laughs> the bro of waiting. It's very good. It's a tough beat, but somebody's got to do it. And now it's tea time. Yay! Tea time! The portion of our show where we check the so-called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand, who shall remain nameless. Uh, your options will be true, false, or huh. I will read huh? each fact to you and then wait for your response. Everybody ready? Always. Ready. All right. Snapcap fact number 107. You burn more calories sleeping than watching TV. Hmm. I... I want to say that's false. Suddenly occurs to me I'm going to need a piece of paper for this. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Well, okay, so you're sitting still not doing anything regardless. I'm going to say yes, just to go against TK. <laughs> <laughs> See, so it's like CA's here in spirit. <laughs> right? I'm trying. I'm trying to fill your shoes, CA. And the answer is false. Ah! Yay! Uh, these statistics come from the Harvard University Health Department. Uh, they have an entire uh, section of their website dedicated to diet and weight loss, and I will put a link in the description below. Uh, but okay. basically, a 185-pound human, uh, calories burned in 30 minutes of sleeping, 28. Calories burned in 30 minutes of watching TV, 33. And I believe that the difference there is that because you are watching TV, you are actually using brain power by you know understanding what is happening on the television set. Theoretically, at least. Hmm. Um, and 40% of all calories that are consumed by the human body are done so on behalf of the brain. So that's why I think you know it's probably a little bit larger for things in which you are actually conscious. So if you fall asleep in front of the TV, does that count as a slightly higher calorie burning? I would say yes, because <laughs> uh, think about it. If you uh, like take a recording of a of a lecture that you've been to in college, and mm -hmm. you put like earbuds in your ears when you go to sleep at night, it actually helps you to learn uh, what it was that you, you were listening to the day before by hearing it again while you sleep. Really? Yes. So I believe that that audio input counts as brain power, which would increase the number of calories that you burn while sleeping. Interesting. So, weight loss tip, listen to something while you're sleeping. <laughs> Note it. That's right. I do. <laughs> and after 1,000 days of doing that, you will lose one pound. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. See, that would explain why my doctors always yell at me to gain weight. Because I listen to, I've 
since I've been like 13, I've always listened to stuff while I sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's entirely your problem. <laughs> TK is literally wasting away. Yes. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 1340. Elephants can smell water up to three miles away. Huh? I'm going to say. How do you indicate that they can smell it? I'm sorry. I can't answer that question. <laughs> Maybe TK can answer that question. I have no idea. I'm going to say true. It sounds like something that would be true. Sure. Why not? And the answer is, huh? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> that might very well be our first successful, huh? Yay! I think so. Yes, well done. Woohoo! We all have been to the beach. And when you mm -hmm. get to the beach, it smells like the beach. Well, that is the ocean. That's all that water in the air. You can smell it. How much water are we talking about? Is it a pond? Is it a lake? Is it a small glass of water? How, you know, that distance depends on how much of the airborne molecules are there to be smelt. Sure. Elephants have the best smell of any animal uh, ever. All right. Yes. They have twice as many genes as dogs do and five times as many as humans. But genes dictate what you can smell, not the distance. The distance is dictated specifically by how much the quantity of airborne molecules that are there to be smelt by your olfactory receptors. So yes. there's no way really to figure this out. And so thus I rated it, huh? Yay! See, now I'm just thinking we need elephants as bloodhounds now. Yes. It'd be really hard to do an investigation inside a house. Yes. Outside it might be okay. This is definitely search and rescue for people who are lost in the woods. I think that the elephants are the best way to go there. <laughs> all right. So now we got to get working to get those elephant permits for all of our uh, search and rescue crews. <laughs> it's an alternative income source for safaris all over the United States. There you go. Sounds like a plan. Snapcap fact number 1016. Strawberries are grown in every state in the U.S. and every province in Canada. Like commercially or just grown? Just as grown. I want to say true because you can get a topsy-turvy and grow strawberries freaking anywhere. You can. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could grow them in your basement under a grow light. So, yes. All right. Sure. Why and not? Kim was talking about strawberries, not other things. Yes. Yes, I was. It's not legal here yet to grow other substances. Anyway. Yes. yes. No cranberries in the basement, people. <laughs> Those require a bog anyway. <laughs> no bogs in the basement. <laughs> And the answer is true. Yay. Yay. Uh, this is according to Illinois University. And I'll post the link in the uh, description below. Ooh. That doesn't surprise me. Everybody loves strawberries. Unless you're, like, allergic. Well, I think the interest there is that, you know, uh, like uh, Nunavut in Canada is basically a frozen wasteland. So it would actually be kind of shocking to see berries being grown there. Um, but strawberries are uh, one of 12 berries, edible berries, uh, that grow in Nunavut. So there you go. That's fascinating. Yeah. But strawberries are also like kind of uh, like people can live here if you can somehow grow a strawberry, right? Like that's kind of our almost our baseline. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> 
which is why on Firefly, Kaylee was so excited when she was offered a strawberry as passage. No one? No one Firefly fans? I, 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 that, that show, it's like, ah, it was so good, yet so short-lived. I'm still trying to get through Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I'm hoping to make a connection with TK by learning everything I can about the Gilmore Girls. It's so slow. There's so Aww. many episodes. There's like nine seasons, I think, in a movie. I couldn't take uh, Titanic as a movie, so I think the Gilmore <gasps> Girls movie will be just a bridge too far. You couldn't take Titanic? No, it was too much. What? what it was what? three hours of that man dying uh, in a frozen wasteland. He, wh- no. there, there was the whole scene in the car and the hand and the, the f- French girl with the... G- how, uh, uh. The fact the door was big enough for both of them. And he got that well. chick from Vegas wailing in the background about how she loves him. And, oh, uh, no, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 874. Harry S. Truman's middle name is S. True. I'll go with true. Because Kevin seemed really sure. And that's just <laughs> it's Harry Truman. Everyone Confidence. knows him as Harry S. Truman. That's right. And the answer is true. Woohoo! Yay! Uh, the reason is because uh, it came out of a family quarrel over which grandfather's name would be passed down to the next generation. Uh, back then, that was incredibly important to people. I'm sure nowadays that's not so much. Two grandfathers, one was named Anderson Ship Truman, and the other one's name was Solomon Young. And so they both wanted uh, their S name to appear in Harry's name, and so they just went with S uh, to fake it out, fake them out. Ship? As in S-H-I-P, the, the big thing that sails on the ocean? Actually, Ship. it's S-H-I-double-P. As a middle name? Yes. His what? name was Ship-Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Ship-Papa. I should have read that properly the first time. Yes, you should have. Clearly, I would have been less confused. Snapcat fact number 436. Beavers have orange teeth. Interesting. I've never I... seen a live beaver up close, but when I see like stuffed beavers, their teeth are white. But I wonder if that's because they dye them. <laughs> I mean, could, you the guy technically... goes in, he starts yelling at the taxidermist. What's with this orange tooth bastard? He's like, I'm sorry, let me bleach them. <laughs> I'll make it better, I promise. How dare you give me an orange tooth beaver? Was that what he looked like when I shot him? I don't think so. <laughs> it's all that Fanta they're drinking. Beaver bleaching is one of the most popular pastimes in Wisconsin. <laughs> I bleach my beaver daily. Yes. <laughs> Just to keep that uh, glowy uh, frown. <laughs> oh. um, I'm going to say true because. Yeah, I'm going to go with true to avoid. You know, saying something really inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep our rating here, people. And the answer is true. Yay! It's all all that orange soda they drink. (laughs) It is. I mean, if you ever watch Angry Beavers, clearly. Actually, uh, beavers have orange teeth for the same reason that humans have red blood cells. Uh, It's because of the iron. Uh, For those of you who don't know, iron, when it oxidizes, becomes rust. Uh, which has a ruddy, reddish hue. Their diet 
consists of, among other things, plants that are high in iron. And they sure. do this on purpose. Uh, while the plants that they eat are toxic to humans because of the sheer volume of iron, uh, they survive because they're able to use that iron for their teeth. And, of course, we all know that beavers mow down hundreds of trees during the course of their lifetime, and, you know, that's why. is because their teeth are just absolutely resilient to the normal wear and tear that would uh, befall a gnawing creature. So beavers have iron teeth. Correct. We need to figure out how to make that be a trait in humans so that I stop have to going stop having to take my children in for fillings. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because and I'm going to link to this article below. Uh, I did find some information <laughs> online where scientists are trying to study how beavers the the mechanism of how beavers process the iron and then inject it into their teeth you know, uh, in order to see if humans can do something similar. Well, yeah, because everybody wants iron teeth. Look at James Bond. I mean, there is a whole villain run on him just based on that. You know who would really like some iron teeth is George Washington. Because <laughs> I'm sure that he's tired of having people claim that he had wooden teeth, even though he did not. <laughs> I can't think of George Washington without wanting to sing Hamilton now. Thanks, Lynn. So what we should do is we should just start spreading that, that George Washington had an iron teeth and that he secretly just hobo murdered a bunch of beavers. No, his mother was a beaver. <laughs> well, that, that does explain a lot. And... <laughs> <laughs> he was a really good outdoorsman. That's why. Exactly. I mean, that's how they survived in Valley Forge, right? That's right. He just busted out his beaver teeth and he was fine. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're outnumbered. We're outgunned. Pulls out his beaver teeth. I got this. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 483. Smile more. Every 2,000 frowns creates one wrinkle. Huh? I'm going to say, because I don't know how in the world you would measure that. Kim got the first hum right and is like, I'm going double or nothing. I just really like saying, huh? So, you know, as much as I can. <laughs> TK, what did you say? <laughs> I'm going to say false, because I, I I remember something a while ago about how many muscles it takes to smile versus frown, and people keep telling me to smile, and like I will punch the next person who says it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So for completely personal reasons and non-scientific whatsoever, you're going with false. Yep. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> and the answer is, huh? Yes! <laughs> two for I two. I knew it! Two for two on the huhs. Our first double huh. This is incredible. <laughs> Double, double, huh, huh, double, double, huh. Uh, there's two reasons why this does not make any sense. First of all, if you smile more, that's the opposite of a frown. That would also create a wrinkle. Right? By definition. Second of all, this is not a fact. It's a parable. Yay! Uh, for what it's worth, wrinkles are caused by a loss of elasticity due to age. It just is a natural part of life. Uh, it happens in very specific areas, like, uh, for instance, around the eyes and so on and so forth, simply because those are uh, places where puckering occurs. It's where, uh, you know, like the end of your eye, it comes to a point. The end of your mouth, it comes to a point. Same with your nose. In some cases, your ears. Uh, you know, these just are natural places where wrinkles would develop. There you go. I'm going to not make any more comments about puckering. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is why I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we got beavers puckering. I mean, he's just asking for it tonight, isn't he? Moving on. 
<laughs> and finally, Snapcat fact number 968. Negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit is the same temperature as negative 40 degrees Celsius. True. Very confident. I've had to do I'll a lot of conversion between I'll Celsius and Fahrenheit. True. Pretty hard thing to get wrong, and the answer is true. Yay! I'd like to thank Google for this. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Yes. If you type C to F into Google, uh, they will allow you to double check this for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, Anders Celsius, the Swedish astronomer who proposed uh, what would eventually be known as the Celsius scale, died of a cold. Oh, poor guy. How old was he? I thought it would be funnier than that, but, you know. <laughs> Anders Celsius was 43 when he died. Oof, that, that's yes. really young. Imagine what could have been. <sighs> and so, by a final score of 6 to 5, Kim wins. Woo-woo! Huzzah. <laughs> Double huh for the win. <laughs> we need that on a shirt now. We had all oh, trues yes. not a little while back. Maybe we'll have an all hump podcast. So now it's time for what's in the box. What's in the what's box? In the box. Our continuing saga. Uh, I don't know if you remember because it was two podcasts ago, uh, but we were uh, trying to escape a town, and we are now out and on the road again. On the road again. Everybody ready? I was born ready. All right. Uh, You are relieved to once again be back on the road. Uh, But the road to where? You escaped a town full of houses with obsessed fans. uh, But now the town is between you and the only landmark you recognize on your hand-drawn map. The Wilted Banana Peninsula. You need to go south. But there is no straight path that doesn't take you back into town, so you opt to go around. With yaks in tow and munching on handfuls of granola nuts you swipe during the escape, you circumvent the village, dashing from tree to tree and avoiding passers-by so they won't tell on you. Because there's no path built for this purpose, the going is slow. But after one full day of travel, your resolve and flawless navigation skills uh, get your party about 80% of the way there. Uh, The lot of you bed down for the night at the base of a small cliff in a campsite. Three of a kind, all hungry, all tired, and all bored. Inside the campsite, you find various discarded implements, a pair of large pans, an old rake, and a cooking pot just aching to be taken. A clear (laughs) indication that this particular campsite has been used on multiple occasions. This night is a particularly dark one, plagued by a new moon and exasperated by the low-hanging clouds which obscure your view of the star field. Normally, you would entertain yourself by watching the shooting stars, but tonight you'll have to fall back on another time-honored source of merriment. You reach into Molly's bottomless saddle and produce from its folds your good friend, the dead parrot, and a deck of cards. (laughs) About two hours into the game, give or take the barbecue dinner you ate, you're angry and bitter. Down 12 gold pieces to a parrot who clearly is dealing from the bottom of the deck. You resolve to handle this once and for all, but once again, fate deals you a different hand. 
Midway through your lecture on fair play and the retention of friendship, you are interrupted by a tiny grumbling sound emanating from no more than 20 yards away. Immediately on alert, you pull a small flaming branch from the fire and use it to scan the darkness. A tiny dog-faced creature standing ankle high emerges from the inky night. For all intents and purposes, it is identical to a chihuahua, except that it walks on two legs and has a rucksack and is holding a tiny spear, which it points in your direction as it screams out its battle cry. Majaluk! <laughs> You're so cute! The little dog-faced creature runs towards you, spear in hand. Knowing full well that you could take him at any time, you laugh aloud as it calls your bluff and harmlessly jabs at the top of your shoe. That's when Aww. another tiny voice cries out from the darkness. Majaluk! The tiniest arrow you have ever seen, clearly made out of an old toothpick, flies through the air and sticks into your hand. It's so small that... It neither hurts nor draws blood. As you're looking at the first toothpick, a second strikes you on the wrist. You search your other arm and discovered four of the same kind of arrows there. You scour the rest of your body and realize that you have dozens of tiny toothpicks sticking out of your legs, arms, and neck. Ooh, free acupuncture. What's, what's happening, Mir? You say aloud, confused by your own words. Why can I say some, like, normal my face make sounds and... You feel flush and woozy. The stars in your eyes sparkle like diamonds. That's when the paddock sets in. Little dog-faced creatures appear from all directions, each holding tiny spades or clubs. At first, they number in the dozens, until they number in the hundreds. By the time they number in the thousands, your heart rate has dropped precipitously and you flop onto the ground. A river of tiny creatures washes over your camp. From your position next to the fire, you can see a box seemingly floating towards you from out of the night. As it gets closer, your position on the ground betrays the sleight of hand. Like an ant carrying an Oreo cookie, the box rests on the back of yet another tiny dog-faced creature who grinds his way towards you. The courier tips the box onto the ground, then crawls out from under it, panting and wheezing from the exhaustion. A second tiny dog face, wearing what is clearly half a pigeon feather, climbs atop the box and undoes the latch. The top of the box springs open, catapulting the feathered dog face back into the darkness. <laughs> a jack-in-the-box with long droopy ears and a big toothy grin erupts from its slumber, waving back and forth on the end of its spring as it stares down at you. Made you look? <laughs> the dog faces go bananas. They're chanting crescendos. Major Lurk! Major Lurk! Major Lurk! Beyond the box, you see your two favorite yaks, both sleeping soundly, being carried off. Yaks, yaks my backs! Yaks my back, backs, dude faces! <laughs> it's no use. They ignore your slurred pleas and march into the night. What little attention you have left returns to the jack-in-the-box. The king of the dog faces seems to sneer in your general direction. Just as the Sandman interrupts this horrific party, you notice that the box has two compartments. The first is the home for the wobbling jester, but the second is also loaded. My question for you is this. What's in the... 
<laughs> Gonna punch that Jack in the Box first thing. Just oh, <laughs> oh TK has a version to Jack's. Oh, he he just popped out. He's fine. I'm guessing it's clown face, so it had to come. Is this childhood phobia? Do we need to take a minute? <laughs> Hate clowns. Oh, weird and crazy. Is it a clown face? <laughs> of course not. That would be awful. <laughs> See, it's just a normal doll, creepily jumping out at Staring you. Staring at it's you fine. when you're asleep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's not haunted. I'm sure. It just talks. And, uh, you know, it whispers that you should kill your friends in your sleep. You're like, wait, what? No. <laughs> All right, Kim, what's in your box? So in the box laying is a stick with what looks like a dandelion on it. And there's ripples coming off of it like smoke or fog, maybe. So it's like on a hot summer's day when you look at asphalt and it's kind of like wavy? More like when you open a freezer and there's like the the cold kind of falls out. So it's like a mist? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, is the dandelion frozen? It looks like maybe it is. You can't tell. Does it have a smell? It smells cold. It smells cold? <laughs> it smells cold. You know what I mean when you go outside I'm not in the an winter and you smell. I don't know what smell cold means. <laughs> Well, you don't exist anyway, so how do you know what anything smells like? <laughs> That's true. Yes, I was just making up everything that you just heard. Um, all right. Is this some sort of wand by any chance? Um, it is a stick shape. It might be a wand. You can't quite tell. All right. So with what little energy I have left, I wave it at the fire. Does the fire do anything? Uh, yes, actually. The fire gets a little bit smaller. Okay. Well, I stopped doing that, so I'll freeze to death in the wilderness. <laughs> Does it have anything written on it? Any sort of uh, incantations or any sort of uh, instructions? There are some runes on the thing. Nice. If you can read the runes, they say, Touch me to the thing you wish to freeze. It's a shame because they took all of my yak's milk, but this was the perfect opportunity to make ice cream. It was. Yes. <laughs> I was I was trying to get you a milkshake. I was really trying. Yak's milkshake. It, it sounds like something from like a 90s cartoon. <laughs> I even stole some granola. I mean, think about how good ice cream that would have been. Oh, dang. Oh. And they stole well, your like yak's. Looks like we're going to have to go on a uh, quest to retrieve Molly and Minnie Mall. Your box is making me hungry. <laughs> All right, TK, what's in your box? Can you can you top that? Can you make me a milkshake? No, it is a, uh, a pun item. Oh. <laughs> but when you, you uh, look inside of it, it looks like a pastry that has golden brown swirls and a delicious white icing on top. Interesting. This is punny? The name is, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, what is its name? The Cinnabon fire. Uh. <laughs> when you remove it, you can eat it, but when you pull, peel off a piece and throw it to the ground, it creates a bonfire. Whew. Hey, we're opposites today. Perfect. And the bonfire, as most items I make from puns, it's cursed. If you uh, roll a nat 1 or a nat 20, you gain plus 12 to your charisma. Oh, dang. But everything around you that is humanoid and not a part of, was not affected by the fire, is immediately infatuated with you. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. 
So how long are they infatuated with me? I mean, are we talking years uh, or a couple minutes? Until they pass a DC 19 wisdom saving throw. No, oh, that'll take forever. You can make all the little dog things fall in love with you. <laughs> but think of what it'll do to my Twitter following. <laughs> all of a sudden, Grizz has like a million Twitter followers. And was like, it's like, I have no idea what you people want. Go away. I'm, I'm trying to do things. <laughs> <laughs> and they love him more for it. Yes, I've only posted uh, 2,000 things, but I am that uh, enthralling. No magic here whatsoever. <laughs> oh, really? Pay no attention to the cinnamon bun that I have hidden in my pocket. <laughs> and when it is almost depleted, it will refill itself. Oh, an everlasting cinnamon bun? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Winner. I lost, TK. No, wait, it's too early for that. Um, <laughs> but clearly you are playing to the crowd here, I think. Talk to me about this fire. How does it uh, how does it curse you with your suckiness? Uh, it depends on your roll. If you roll a between two and ten, you're immediately rested. You recover all of HP in your spell slots, and you gain a plus three to all of your rolls. Uh, Eleven to nineteen, the fire attacks you. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> oh boy! And a one or a twenty, you're kind of screwed because everything loves you. You know, psychotic level of love. Like, you know... Like misery levels? Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Not Miss Misery, like the show Misery. You know how when you have, like, cinnamon gum and it's kind of, like, spicy? Yeah. Why is it that Cinnabon hasn't created a spicy cinnamon bun? They probably have. No. They just didn't sell it. Well, I can't help what's not on the shelf. (laughs) It's like, hey, you know, you guys should make one of these that's spicy and, you know expand your audience well regardless of the reason they are fools for not stealing my idea who says they're not listening we're gonna see that on the shelf and we're like you know grizz you called this <laughs> cinnabon would be the greatest sponsor for the show Ooh, yeah they would they're the exact opposite of the unnamed tea brand exact opposite they're not filled with lies instead of giving me liquid they give me solid <laughs> and also when was the last time you had a cinnamon unnamed tea it doesn't exist that is very true. That's true. I'm not sure you can make cinnamon into tea. I am so crazy I mean, hungry right now. I have to declare a winner. It's going to be a cinnamon <laughs> bun because we have to move on. Otherwise, I'm going to eat my own face. I just wanted to make you milkshakes, Chris. I'm sorry. And I appreciate that, Kim. But he won up to with an everlasting, with the everlasting goodness of cinnamon. I, I can't beat that. Yeah. I, I blame uh, Peter Voss for that because he made a pun and I was like, Curse no, you, Peter! <laughs> Shout out to Peter. We are controlling transmission. So now it's time to wrap up our podcast. Uh, let's start with Kim. What do you have, I mean, in, in about a half an hour, can you describe to me all the podcasts <laughs> that are coming out this week that have you in them or are being produced by you? This week there's only two. Uh, Holder's Eye podcast. Yeah. They, uh, I play Zalara there, the wood elf monk, sure. and we're an actual play podcast set on the Great Isle, which is full of religious wars and all kinds of terrible things, but we try to keep it light in our banter, and we've got, uh, I won't go into the full spiel, but um, we've got some very fun characters, and our DM is a little bit evil, which is always fun to listen to, mm. um, so you can catch that at Drops Every Monday. That'll be episode 50, because uh, we've been doing this. Well, they've been doing it for a year. I didn't jump in until episode 15. Congratulations. 
Yeah. Episode 50, that's a milestone. It Yes. I mean, it's a very big one. It's not it's as big as 52, but still 50. <laughs> well, there were a few in there that were not um, our normal run, so we didn't put those in the normal numbering. Ah, so there's six cheated. extra episodes sprinkled in that are not the normal. We had an episode like that. Episode 26 was completely destroyed by an earlier episode, and so we just couldn't even... I understand. It just doesn't exist anymore. Well, it's there, uh, but it's very short. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so that's uh, Beholder's Eye. And then a service desk, as you mentioned before, is my personally produced and edited and all that jazz podcast that comes out every other Monday because I'm a busy woman and I don't have time to edit every week, unfortunately. Um, but that one, we talk about all of our uh, beginner service desk kind of things. So like what do you use for a password and what the heck is 5g anyway and why do we want it <laughs> all that good kind of stuff and then actually next saturday the 12th i am going to be streaming over on the uh, non-toxic gaming channel on twitch which i uh, their twitch channel name is weird i have to always look it up but um I will be doing a charity stream at 8 p.m. Eastern time in which I get to play under uh, the Bardic Knock, who normally does Fife over on Welcome Party. And I'm jumping into the piratey goodness um, as a halfling bard from the Moana-esque Polynesian island. So that'll be oh, that's super fun. Duper fun. Yeah. Nice. I, I get to pretend to dance. It'll be... <laughs> good to do on a t stream i guess maybe but yeah excellent well for those of you who are listening to this on the day when it comes out uh right now as you are listening to this uh ca is at magfest woohoo and she is super excited to be there that's right so excited uh and literally as you're listening to this you might also be able to turn to your right and find her because she could be standing right next to you if you're at magfest <laughs> if she was standing right next to me in my house, I would have some problems. <laughs> it's like, wait, where did you come from? It's like that movie Candyman, where if you say her name in the mirror three times, she disappears. That would be creepy. <laughs> uh, now I kind of want to make a thing that does that. Now, I also want to mention that, uh, so if this is Saturday for you at MAGFest, you definitely do not want to approach CA because she will claw your eyes out. Uh, she is <laughs> set aside that day as the video, as the pinball day. Uh, you do not interrupt pinball day if you value your life. So uh, be, be careful what you're doing here. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you see CA at a pinball machine, it's just back away slowly. <laughs> do not approach. And uh, next month... February of 2019, we, for the entire month, will be uh, working on the Stink Razor. Yes, a giant fundraiser for Stinkrat Streams. Yes. To help out with some of her medical expenses. Our good friend on uh, Twitch TV, The Stinkrat Streams. Everybody should go and check out her channel. She's fabulous, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, she has all kinds of good stuff. Uh, she does a lot of Overwatch, for those of you who might be interested. Uh, still working on the full schedule. I know we have a lot of people who have already volunteered the GM games uh, on, I believe it's Sunday. Uh, Welcome Party is dedicating their streams to the Stinkrat fundraiser. We'll have a lot of awesome giveaways. I was going to start technically on uh, Friday the 20... What day was that? 
the official kind of long big stream will be Friday the 22nd all the way through Sunday the 24th. Okay. So kind of like Extra Life, but CA and I are going to sleep this time. <laughs> Yay, sleep! Good, because I have just recovered from being the, uh, the midnight <laughs> to 8 a.m. chat guard. Oh, man, that's a long shift, dude. Yeah. It was Good fun, job. though. We had a blast. It was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, uh, August 1st through the 4th, Gen Con. Woohoo! Uh, why the hell are we talking about August, you might ask? Well, it's because uh, Gen Con is the kind of thing that you have to prepare for. you got to get hotel rooms and things like that. So if you want to meet us at uh, in Indianapolis for Gen Con, now would be the time to look into that. When you say us, is that including you? Uh, I'm sorry. Us means uh, the podcast, two-thirds of the podcast. <laughs> and TK, are you going? Uh, no, not this year. And one third of the podcast will be there. <laughs> yeah, I w- I'm saving up my vacation for uh, PAX again. Uh, PAX and Extra Life. If you include <laughs> guests who have been on this show, it will actually be 38% of this podcast will be uh, at Gen Con for a big special event. <laughs> you say that so confidently, I believe you. <laughs> not to mention the food trucks. Well, I mean, obviously. Of course, none of them will be able to make ice cream with a wand, but, you know. Hey, that would be, oh my gosh. Now I need, like, an ice cream wand. Like, not just a freezing wand, like an actual ice cream wand. That, that'll be an eventual Thread Raiders DM Guild release. Thanks, TK. That would be interesting. What if you could uh, attach a hose to a, a wand-looking thing uh, that had liquid nitrogen in it, and then literally take a glass of milk, dunk the wand into it, and it would just freeze the milk into ice cream. There you go. It would be ice cream on the fly. It'd have to be like n- more than just milk. It would have to have some kind of, you know, mixture inside. But be millionaires. I'm on fire tonight, man. All these ideas, man, they're just <laughs> falling out of my head. We have to end the podcast or else I'm going to take over the planet. <laughs> I, I welcome the Grizzwicks overlord. <laughs> Better than the robots. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to thank Kim for being here today. Thanks, Kim. Woo! You have done an Thanks excellent job me. filling in for CA. Oh, I, I can't fill her shoes. She's too amazing. Also, uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, you can go to Tabletop Loot, hunt down some nice gaming accessories, and then use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout to receive 15% off uh, discount of your entire order. Uh, and if you enjoyed our show, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And for those of you who are interested in more information on the Thread Raiders, you can visit us on threadraiders.com where you'll find links to all of our social media accounts, including Twitter, Discord, etc., etc., etc. 